On today's episode of Don't Blame Me, we have the fantastic and very lovely named <laughs> Megan Batoon as our guest. And we talk about a boyfriend who broke up with his girlfriend because he has now gotten sober and clean and is like, I want to explore life, aka more vaginas. And we also talk about a girl who's not attracted to her boyfriend anymore sexually and the conversations. And is she still in love or uh, does she not like him anymore? Oh, keep on watching. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Today, we have a guest who's got like a really good name, like a really awesome for, I mean, your last name is too cool, but I mean, I mean, too <laughs> cool, cool too. Fuck. Also, words are hard. Uh, we have Megan Batoon on the podcast. Facts, facts, facts. Here facts. I am. She's here. And if you want to see her looking very cute and us and our matching hair dudes. I know. Matching so names, matching hair. Your hair is definitely clean. It really isn't. Mm. There's so much product in here. When did you wash your hair last? Two months ago. Okay. Okay. Well, I washed my hair on Saturday. (laughs) And it's Tuesday. Yeah. Mine was Saturday of 2016. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's 2014. All about it. I've got a scrunchie though, because I'm really (laughs) feeling just very 90s vibes. Yeah. Uh, We've got this on YouTube if you guys want to watch the video component as well. And um, also there, it's still exciting. You can still see Melissa. Melissa Cam is... It's just, it's here to stay forever. <laughs> Never going away. You're still now you're stuck with me. You're still getting comments about how pretty you are. Oh, I like it. I like <laughs> Every it. day that she, she just wakes up and reads all the comments. It's like, being like oh, I'm pretty. Why meditate when I can just read this? Literally, <laughs> literally me. Leo vibes every day. Being like, I'll just read compliments. That's all I care about. Hilarious. Uh, so uh, this is an advice podcast. If you guys are new here listening or watching. And uh, basically the lowdown is, is people call us and they've got problems in their lives and we give them advice and uh, try not to fuck up their lives too bad. <laughs> and I will try not to ramble as much as I did because people are giving me shit for rambling. Really? I do ramble. Like, I will say that I I, lo- I don't love the sound of my own voice, but I can just keep <laughs> talking and I will just beat a dead horse. Sure. Like, when a fight's over or anything like that with my boyfriend, I'm like, let me just restate what I said the last 20 <laughs> yeah. minutes, like, again in the same way. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to call in and be a part of this, uh, the number is 310-694-0976 and international callers. You can email us an audio file to Megan Podcast at, I almost said meganpodcast.com, meganpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we're on don't blame me show if you want to figure out where else to listen to us. Should we hop into the calls? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hi, Megan. I'm 18 years old, and it has recently come to my attention that a friend that I've had since eighth grade is talking shit about me behind my back. And um, my issue is, is I don't know if I should cut her out of my life or if I should just keep being friends with her until she leaves because at the end of the summer she's leaving for New York to go to school there and the issue with me cutting her out of my life is I've lost a lot of friends in my 18 years and this friend that I've had since eighth grade has been my longest friend that I've had I've known her for the longest out of all of my friends and it really hurt because I found it out through her brother and she's just changed a lot and She's calling me fake. She's calling me a liar. She's saying all of this shit about me behind my back. And I don't want to hurt her. It's not that I don't want her out of my life. It's that I don't want to hurt her and make her sad and then wonder, like, what happened. But I know what her brother is saying is true because I know who she is now. And it's not the same when we hang out. And... I just don't know what to do. I've been really close with her brother and I do have other people around me supporting me and all of them are telling me to cut her out of my life, but they are all biased because they didn't really like her to begin with. And I just don't know what to do. I'm at a loss. So she's fucking your brother, right? Sweet little girl. She's totally, <laughs> possibly. I think she's fucking the brother. Right? That's what I picked up from this. Can we get a fact check? I, mean, I wish we could ask. I, that's because, I mean, that to me is kind of what it sounds like. I mean, like if her brother's saying that, why would he be telling her that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they must have a thing. And then also, I mean, I've, I mean, I've got a half brother. And if any of my friends like fucked my half brother, I'd first of all be like, you're tearing apart a family. Like he has two <laughs> kids and like, he's like in his forties. Like that'd be like, there's a lot of bigger issues here. And like, also why are you in Florida? But like, <laughs> mainly, why yeah, 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 like, why'd you go to Florida to fuck my brother? But, um, but I would, 
at least to me, that sounds like if I, I would call, not call someone fake necessarily, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't know. Like, I think like if she's become really close to her brother, is her friend cool with that? Like there might be something behind the reason why she's talking shit. Like if she's been friends with you for that long and she's talking shit about you behind your back, like right now, that doesn't like, you would never, like I was friends with girls who like were just malicious, but they only like, they were like, oh, we only had fun toying with you for a year. Right. You you wouldn't be friends with somebody from like eighth grade until 18. If your entire intention the whole time, like was you hated them. Yeah. But what if, cause she mentioned that all of her friends kind of don't like her already. So what if, I mean, cause people can change. Maybe in eighth grade, she was like a dope ass girl Mm -hmm. and now she like is not cool anymore. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she feels left out too. Because I mean, if you, none of your friends like her, mm-hmm. like how, like who are this other girl's friends? Like that idea too. Maybe she can feel, maybe the friend feels like she's being left out or she's kind of going to be left behind and she's yeah. acting out in that way. Yeah. I feel like, well, have you ever had a friend that like is just like solidified in your friend group just because they've been there for so long, but like you don't really get along with them anymore? Oh, yeah. Or like you've outgrown them? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I also, like her, I've... I've definitely gone through my fair share of friends. Like yeah. I've had like my same, uh, like my I've had my same best friends since like my the ones I grew up with. But as soon as I moved, like dropped out, of, as soon as I like went to college, and then I was like, oh, friends here, oh, this sucks, I'm dropping out, yeah. moving to LA. So I had this stint from like na- 18, 19. <gasps> it's okay, hold it. From like 18, 19 until oh my gosh, like 20. 22 probably mm-hmm. like 22 until like of like yeah 19 18 19 to 22 where I could not keep a friend to like f- like save my life yeah and in a way that I would just be accepting kind of shitty behavior so I think there is a habit in that if like if she can recognize that this friend is like toxic and not great for her, it also might've taken her a while if she's gone through lots of friends. Cause I felt so much responsibility that it was like my fault that I was losing friends. And mm. I'm like, Oh no, I just have really low standards for right. people because like I had terrible friends in college. And then I was like, well, if you don't steal from me, I guess you're like better yeah. than that. And then something I'm like, well, I'm not surrounding myself with like great people. And it takes a little while for that. But I mean, I don't know. Have you like left friends? Have you like done a friend breakup? I, have not done a full on like let's not be yeah. friends, but I definitely kind of like go away and get busier. Oh, uh-huh. like that's my go to tactic yeah. when I'm like, oh, you're kind of toxic uh-huh. because then I've I've dated people that have lost so many friends, and I'm like, well, maybe you should look at you. Yeah. There's like a common denominator mm-hmm. here. It's you, yeah. and he's still not changed. <laughs> still, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's rough. I think like. I mean, if 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 you're like if she's advert like if you don't want to do the drama, I understand just kind of phasing out like breadcrumbing before like college and things like that because naturally people grow even like the closest people will grow apart when you go to college Mm -hmm. um so I would say like you could do that I don't think I think if like there if that's going to like lead to more drama then maybe just rip the bandit off and get over it but I think like you just got to be selfish in the situation. Like what's going to make your summer? Cause they're both going, both going away to college, right? Yeah. So like what's going to make your summer before you go to college the most fun? Is it going to be like, do you hate drama? Would you rather just kind of like suck it up for a couple more months or however long summer is? I don't know. It's a season. Um, or would you rather like get it over with and cut her out? But also the issue here, I think is the brother. Like I'm like, you're friends with her brother. Right. Is this, is not the plot of the kissing booth. I don't never know. I didn't see it. it. Did you? Some, someone saw the kissing booth. It's <laughs> well, just you two have what? seen the kissing booth. I've never seen it. I just think that's <laughs> what it's about. One person has seen the kissing booth. My friend told me to watch it and I was like, I'm good. My friend told me to watch it who still hadn't seen it. She's like, have you seen the kissing booth? And I was like, no, she's like, it's really good. You should watch it. I just like, I've been desperate for movies to watch. I'm like, oh, did you watch my movie? She's like, not yet. I was like, you watch the fucking kissing. Kiss Casey, the one you met. Yeah. I was like, you watched the kissing booth. I didn't watch my fucking movie. Great. She's like, well, it's not on Netflix. I'm like, I have a DVD. Do you want it? I'll give it to you for free. Um, I bought it. It's not that. It's expensive. not it's like seven dollars. Yeah. Like fucking buy it. God, buy my buy my movie. The honor movie. movie. <laughs> buy my movie. I want to know why is he the one that's. It sounds manipulative. Yeah. yeah. Is she actually talking about her or is the brother trying to gain something from this situation? Well, I wonder, I don't know. I just think no matter what the situation, if you're friends with the sister and you become close friends with the brother, I have a friend who, 
she's a twin. She's a, it's a girl and a boy. And I was friends with the boy, more, closer friends with the boy in middle school. And then when I became friends with his sister, um, closer in high school and stuff, I became less close with him just because it was a mm. weirder dynamic yeah. to be like, oh, are you coming over to hang out with me or my brother? And, oh, and that's ma- weird. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And like, it may be her brother's not straight, like maybe, or maybe she's not straight. Like mm-hmm. maybe there isn't that there, no but I think attention. you get a little yeah. protective of, mm. um, like, I don't know, like I get jealous of my friends hang out with like other people in general, but like if they were hanging out with like my sibling over me, yeah, that's territorial. And also like the brother saying like, maybe he has feelings for her and he knows that she would never do that to her friend. So he's creating a distance between them. And also that's a shitty brother. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. your loyalties are lying with her friend who's now your friend, but not your sister. Right. Yeah. So, this is a classic bring it on situation. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> now, I haven't seen the, I can't reference the kissing because I've never seen it, but yes, bring it on. <laughs> and so like, what's the point of that? So I think I would, yeah, I would dive into that a little bit. And then also I'd ask her before you just like mm-hmm. take yeah. his word mm-hmm. for it and her friends that don't like her. I think like, a lot of the time too, if you can come, come across off, especially at that age as like a very abrasive and not getting along with people. So much of that is like projecting your own insecurities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a fucking cunt in like high school, middle school and stuff, because I'm like, this is how you pretend to be confident and get people right. to like me. And I'm like, oh no, I hate myself. I'm like <laughs> yeah. pretending I don't, is this not working? <laughs> so I think like asking her and giving her the benefit of the doubt, especially because she's, the other girls lost so many friends over yeah. the course of like this time. And this person has stuck around. There's obviously a reason she's stuck around for sure. Beginning. And yeah, he'll be fine. Have fun in college too. Yeah, Wear a condom, don't get pregnant. I mean, you, well, or just don't get pregnant. <laughs> or an STD, whatever you're doing. That's probably better. I, I mean, don't I get an STD or, or an STI. Or any of them. Or any get of them. Get an IUD get an, IUD. get an IUD, not an STD. But IUD is not going to protect you from STDs. Ooh, facts. That's right. Oh man, we have okay. so much to look yeah. for. Um, be safe, be safe. Okay, let's pop on over to the next call pop on over what I don't know hey Megan I'm 19 years old and I dated a guy 10 years older than me for almost two years it was as passionate as could possibly be and the strongest love you could ever imagine and he even got his grandmother's ring to give to me we moved in together back in October and as of a week ago we broke up and I've moved back in with my parents we broke up because of timing He feels like he missed out in life, and for practically our entire relationship, he had a drug problem or was recovering from drugs. But nevertheless, he cared for me and loved me as best as he could, and I stuck by him through the entire thing, and I don't regret a minute of it. But now that he's finally taken care of himself, he no longer wants to be tied down in a relationship. He says there's a million reasons why he should marry me instantly, but he needs to, he needs to do this for himself first. And I understand that, but the problem is we haven't even been broken up for a week and he's already messaging other girls. He even assured me that this breakup was not about being with other people and just about him finding himself. So why is he so quick to already be messaging random girls he's not even friends with? I can't talk to him about this because that would just push him away. And even though we're still friendly and we still see each other somewhat frequently, he's told me before that it'll push him away if I continue to express my feelings towards him. And he just wants me to focus on myself for now. And I understand that as well. I guess my question is, how do I stop obsessing over who he's talking to and why he's talking to them? I just love him so much. And I know, as naive as it sounds, I know that we should be together. And I've never felt this way. And we're so comfortable together. And I know he needs to do this. And I want him to be happy. I just want myself to be happy, too. I've dealt with anxiety. And it's just gotten worse since the breakup. And I don't want to go back into a depression. Homegirl. <sighs> okay. So I just, okay. I'm going to be slightly harsh with, this is like 19 year old me minus the fact that dating this guy's older. I went through a fucking string of dating addicts from the time that I was 18 until 21. 
also the time I had really shitty friends <laughs> of being like, that's also when I was like, yeah, I can date guys who are strung out on Oxy. Like this totally works. Like you're a drug dealer. Cool. Just like, I don't want to see it. Yeah. Um, there's there, not that I'm not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you at all, but when you date somebody who is super damaging to themselves and others, they're instantly becomes a complex of feeling special, feeling important and feeling like responsible for somebody and something. And that can really mask itself as like intense love. And I think you can love somebody like, I think you can, I, can, I totally believe I fell so much harder, so much quicker for like the guys that I dated that were addicts because everything is intensified and you just feel, you feel special. Like you feel like I, I'm the, not like even thinking like, oh, I'm the one to save you or whatever, but like, I'm the one who's being let in. Like you're being vulnerable around me. Like I'm getting like so involved in this with you. And I think she's also, you're taking a too much of, you're giving him too much responsibility of being like, like suffering with anxiety and depression there. It doesn't make someone like a stand up guy for being there for you when you deal with that stuff. It's like applauding a fish for swimming. Like, good job. You did the thing. You did the human thing. So like that it's like if you've dated shitty guys who haven't been supportive of that before like those are are more likely the minority like those are terrible people he's not a great guy for like being there for you through that stuff like he sh- that's just that's like applauding someone for not being homophobic of being like great you did the human thing and i would say i just you can't be friends with him yeah there's I know like people hate it when you like talk about talk not down to being young, but there's something that's inherently creepy about a 27 year old dating a 17 year old to start off with. Like there, your intentions can be completely pure and I have nothing wrong with a girl being interested in an older man. It's, it's the older men being interested in the younger women. That's gross. So super, but yeah. Yeah. That's California. Regardless if it's illegal or legal, I feel like when you're 17, like it feels like I, I believe you also that you are in love yeah. or feel love. But like I'm 27 now and the most love I've ever felt was when I was 17 because you mm-hmm. don't know anything. You have nothing to relate it to. It's the first time you've ever been fully vulnerable. Yep. So like young first love plus the the drug like dependency that you are, he's being dependent on mm-hmm. you and his drugs. And he does, he d- is not a fully formed human yet. And no. now that he is, he wants to be on his own. It's definitely like this dude is not good. No. At, at this moment in his life, he's not being good no. to you or himself. And like this, I, just hearing what he says and taking it out, like try as much as you can try and take it out, take the words out of his mouth and put them into anybody else's. He's telling you, Hey, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear all these like feelings things. Like that's going to push me away. Like if yeah. any other guy said that to you being like, yo, can you like stop it with your feelings and shit? Because like, <laughs> that's making me not want to be friends with you because I want you to be chill with me fucking other girls. Right. But then keeping you on the back burner lukewarm. So you'll stick around until I'm done fucking other girls. And then maybe I'll come back around to you after I've had my fun. So like you stuck with him through the hard times mm-hmm. and he's like, great, cool. Thanks so much for all of that. Now I'm going to like go fuck around right. now that you've like been there for me through all of that. Like, that if if this was like a true love guy that you were supposed to be with you having been through with him through all of that and him getting clean and sober would then be like uh, this is like you are who I want to spend the rest of my exactly. life exactly not like thank you so much for doing this with me like now I'm gonna go like hook up with all these other people right like he's telling you what he wants to do and there's no use not only is there like you can't change that why would you want to like convince somebody or ch- convince somebody to want to be with you as much as you want to be with them. Exactly. That's like a relationship in which you spend your entire time, like sleeping with one eye open being like, fuck, please don't leave. Please don't leave. I've like convinced you to stay when I know you don't want to do that. Right. I I mean, she has to get out. Well, it's also like, uh, hopefully this comes off like a big sister Mm -hmm. thing and not mean, but like, 
if you know where he stands and I've been on the other side of that, I've been like telling a guy, Hey, yeah. like don't that you're coming on too strong and mm-hmm. I don't want this yeah. right now. So just like chill out and then I'll get to it. I never got to it. No. Yeah. So it's just like, it makes you look a little bit desperate if, if he's telling you all these things and then you're like, no, 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 but I'm still going to be here for you. It comes off way less romantic and way more like, yikes, this girl has nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Which like, and you do, you have so much else. Yeah. If you, if you spent all that time working to make him better, Better, take that back and make yourself better. Yeah, go to therapy. Um, uh, I don't know if you're in therapy. Go to therapy. But go like, to therapy. regardless of like dealing with everything with him too, you like now that the attention and focus, like you, you had so much time and energy spent on somebody who really needed you and you really need you right now. You don't need him. Like you need to fix you and you're the only person that can fix you. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know if the other, the other, by the time this comes out, there'll be another episode with a callback. Who's, who's episode with Ashley's Ashley's or Alexis's? I think it was Ashley. Okay. Well, there's a callback, um, in Ashley's episode in which a girl had previously called in about her boyfriend saying that they were going to like take some time apart because he really needed to focus and find himself. And just like the guy, your ex, he was dating another girl immediately and fed her all these lies about this is about me. This is about me. This is about me. Yes. It's about him. It's about his dick in other vaginas. Right. Like that's what this is about for him. Mm -hmm. And there's just like, there's, I, the same thing that you were saying with like loving somebody so hard at that age, Mm -hmm. I fully and firmly believe that you can be in love at that age. I don't believe that like you only can ever love one person. The person you end up with is like the only guy that you've ever really loved and everything else before that. Like, oh, I didn't know what real love was. Yeah. When I was 17, I loved my boyfriend as much as my 17 year old self could. Yep. But if you compared it to how much I love my boyfriend now, 24, almost 25 mm-hmm. year old me can love so much more than 17 year old me. Right. But that doesn't make that doesn't mean that that 17 year old love and everything like that, it felt like this was it because this is the first time I really felt those feelings. Mm. But not only did I end up feeling those feelings later on for other people, I felt them stronger and in different ways. And you're able to understand what you want more once you've been in love before. Yeah. Like I'm all like, sure. Some people fought like end up with their first love. That's great. But if there's something great from like that, I find it like, going to end up with not my first love because I've learned so much more what I value in that. And like, Mm. what, like what kind of love that I want for like the long haul, not just that like all consuming feeling, like what does that love translate to? Like, what does that love like mean in my everyday life? And like me helps me grow as a human. Like you can love people and things that don't that don't like fuel you to become a better person and like to make you be like the very best you. And then there's the people that you love that like, you're even like your friends, like the friends that you love when you're like, fuck, I love who I am around you. Like like you're, I'm the happiest me and I feel Mm -hmm. the most me and no, like nobody else is, you're not going to have to sacrifice like settling for, Oh, waiting around for that kind of thing. Like, that's just not. And I always like tell my friends this too, when they like date shitty guys. And I'm like, think about like the guy that you end up with. If you told him this story of you dealing with this shit, what would he say? Like, is this the story you tell your grandkids about being like, yeah. And then he got clean and didn't want to be with me. And then, but don't worry. I stuck around and finally he saw his there on his ways and we got together. Like, it's just not. It's just, it's, you have to like think about it on paper. Like if it was a friend going through this, like would you advise them to do all of this? And I think more than anything, you need space and time Mm -hmm. apart because you're gonna, I mean, to be realistic, yes, it's going to suck to know that he's like talking to other girls and you're going to think about it, but you need to do everything in your power to not come across it. Like unfo- like mute him on social media. Yeah. Like don't spend time with him at all. Don't talk to him. Have your friend de- like delete his number in your phone <gasps> or block his number in your phone and have his, have your, like, your, like just erase him from that. Yeah. Tell your friends you don't want to hear about it and really do your very best to like mentally move to Zimbabwe and just not think about him because it's impossible to get over somebody if they're on your radar yeah. all the time out of sight, out of mind, a hundred percent. And I truly agree with you. It's like when you're 17, that's all, that's the love yeah. that you can afford at that time. But when you grow up, you, you 
at the same rate of you growing, your love can grow mm-hmm. too, like the capacity and the understanding of it. Yeah. So I think 100% take the break from it and then you'll find what real, not, not that this wasn't yeah. real love, but the real love in that, in this new time when you're older and can handle it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be way healthier for you than what you're going totally. through right now. I think totally. And again, therapy, 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 mm-hmm. go to therapy and yeah, focus on yourself. And he's not going to do that. He's saying that he is, but you can yeah. actually do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then be like, oh no, I really am going to focus on me. Uh, okay. Gosh. <laughs> okay. It's a rough one. Next call. Hey Megan, so I'm 17 and I'm from England and I've been with my like first ever proper boyfriend for about 9 to 10 months now and honestly he is the sweetest person and like all he does is try to make me happy and it sucks because recently I just haven't been as into the relationship as he has like physically like we're not as intimate as we used to be so like we have had sex and like I'm just not I'm just not as attracted to him and it sucks because I know that he's already self-conscious of his body and then like if I were to ever say anything which I would never do because I'm not that type of person but like and just like we just don't talk as much and it sucks because I do I do think I love him and I know know some people say that like you can't be in love at this age but I think I am and it like obviously he's so so sensitive so like anything I say he will take to heart and he will get really really upset and I don't know what to do because we don't just we don't the conversations that we have just don't last and like we I'm not as physically attracted to him as I used to be and that sucks because like I know like looks and stuff shouldn't matter but like to an extent they kind of do and I just don't know what to do or what to say so I really like some advice I'm confused so she just doesn't like her boyfriend anymore that's right so break up with him yeah like I'm just I'm confused why you think you actively are still in love with him well that's the thing I think if she because she mentioned a couple times I think I'm in love with him yeah I don't you shouldn't think like you should probably yeah pretty sure and so I feel like because I've been through lulls where I don't want to have sex with somebody yeah and I get that too and I've been with people that are very self-conscious and insecure Mm -hmm. and like they need that like whatever your love language is I mean almost every guy's is touch me me I am so needy I'm like I need affection tell me I'm pretty all the time yeah so like I totally get that too and there's things that you can do to like ramp up your sex drive and stuff but I don't think that's the issue here I think that you don't fully like him yeah and I think there's like I think you can on paper love somebody as a person and also really get to know somebody and date somebody for nine to 10 months and really love them as a person and just like love who they are Mm -hmm. and not be in love with them. And also you can fall out of love with people. Yeah. I have uh, used to have this large issue of um, dating guys for, it was usually around three and a half months. And by three and a half months, I would wake up, I'd roll over and be like, I hate you. And I never (laughs) want to see you again. Wouldn't say that to them, but it would go through my mind of being like, yesterday I was totally into you and could like not see it happening. But like, I would just, it was like a switch would flip in my brain. And my current boyfriend and I were dating for like three and a half months. I like rolled over and I was like, Oh God, I still like you. Oh my God. Like every day for like two months, I was just like, still like him. What the hell's happening? Like I hadn't had that for so long, Yeah, but that didn't mean that like when I started dating them, it wasn't like I lied to them or I lied to myself. Like I was into them. Sure. But relationships can run their course without anything dramatic or terrible happening. Like Mm. there can be, and I think that's a lot of time when people stay in relationships that they're not fully satisfied in Yeah, because they're like, well, nothing's inherently wrong. And like, I really do love you and I think you're great. It's just like, it's not like right now, if you're not, not that, okay, not that you're, whatever, not that not having sex. I I always say, I'm like, if, if you're not, if you're not like physically intimate, like, or sexually intimate with somebody and you identify yourself as somebody who is interested in like sexual relations and you're interested in like romantic and sexual relationship and you're not having sex with your partner, you're just friends. Yeah. Like if you, if you like having sex in general and you want to have sex with people and like, that's what you look for in a partner and you don't want to have sex with your partner, that's, that's time for a new partner. Like you got to change that. And there's like, I don't know. I mean, she's also not saying why she's not. I think if she had just said that she wasn't sexually attracted to him currently, I would say that maybe there's something else there. Like maybe like 
maybe like I, I know as a totally insecure person, I know when I'm insecure, that's not a, like a sexy kind of thing. And mm-hmm. you don't feel like very attracted to that. Yeah. But also she doesn't like the conversation. That's the whole other thing. Like, there's like, what, what do you like? Yeah. What do you, maybe she likes the fact that like she's a been partner? in it and it's, yeah. yeah. And he's and, giving her the attention right. and no. he's nice to her, but maybe she's a Leo. She loves attention. Post a selfie. You'll be yeah. fine. Literally start a YouTube channel. You guys are friends. <laughs> yeah. You guys are just friends. Yeah. And I think that there's no, and I don't know if, if he's like trying to like spice up sexually stuff, but like maybe, maybe this isn't all in your head too. Maybe both mm-hmm. of you are kind of, the conversations are like lagging and not as interesting because maybe you're both kind of realizing that. Oh yeah. And like, maybe that's why you're both just kind of like growing apart and being okay with it. And also like nine to 10 months is like a, that's a solid relationship. Yeah. And I think it's also a very common time because like when you get to a year, then people are like, oh, wow, you've been dating for a year. Mm-hmm. But then right before you get there, you're like, oh, why? maybe this is not what I want right. for the like rest of a long period of time. But I, I just, I think you got to break up with him. I think so too. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I would say because- it's not just the sexual thing. Cause if it was a sexual thing. I would then be like, well, maybe yeah. the antidepressants can make you have a low sex drive. Like lots of medications. Can. Yeah. Anything like that. But if you also don't like the conversations, that's the whole other thing. I think thing. you don't like them anymore. Here's a way to spice up the conversation. Bring up Break, a breakup. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've got something fun. I want to talk about yeah. how do you feel about sleeping with other people and being friends and not dating? Yeah. How's that for spicy? <laughs> yeah. That's a conversation yeah. starter for sure. It really is. Start that. <laughs> well, um, let us know how it goes. I'd love a call back on this and uh, yeah. would love to know what happens. I mean, I think you're going to break up, which is fine. Best of luck. Yeah. Best of luck. Okay, guys, we're going to go on a quick break and we'll be right back. Today's episode of Don't Blame Me is brought to you by me sucking my own dick. There we go. You almost didn't make it there. She's in a rolly chair. She just roll on over, slide on over to that dick. So guys, um, if you're new here, I doubt you're fucking new here. Um, I'm be reading some iTunes reviews to thank you guys for leaving some fantastic comments and five star ratings. I am an Uber. Please don't give me anything less than that. That's not what I deserve. It's still Leo season. I can be an asshole. (laughs) Okay. So this one is from Queen Z576, who says, I love this podcast. I've never listened to or watched a podcast before until this. I've been watching Megan since since I was a freshman in high school and I'm about to start my sophomore year in college. Don't Blame Me is hilarious, touching, and entertaining all at once. It's great to listen to to on the three-hour drive home from college. It really makes the time fly. I absolutely love you, Megan, in this podcast. Thank you for being your incredible self. Wow, that is so nice. And sometimes I feel guilty when I read ones that are like really like personal. So thank you. That makes me feel really, really good. Um, next is from McLovinit, <laughs> which I'm going to, I'm going to, unless your last name is Lovin, um, McLovin should be one word and the L should probably be capitalized because the only thing capitalized here is the M. <laughs> so it's like MC Lovin, <laughs> uh, which is my favorite for sure. Also five stars. I remember finding your channel on King of the web. Remember that what's King of the web. I don't remember that. And this podcast is every, everything. I've ever wanted from you. LOL. I've always loved your personality and how we have the same sense of humor. I love listening to you uncensored. You and Melissa are so entertaining and honest. Keep it up, please. I get stoked every time I see the notification that episode is out. <sighs> Thank you so much. Makes me feel so good inside. And you got a, you got a name check in that one too. Thank you. I think she spelled your name wrong though, but it's okay. Mm, one S. Most people do. Um, oh, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe this will be the last one. Um, the best, best podcast I've ever listened to. Can you tell why I picked it? From Baker 0608. Highly recommend if you're a girl and don't know what's going on in your life. (laughs) Also for me personally, I don't have an older sister and this is just like, just like having an older sister to give you advice, which I love. That's always the, um, the goal here is to give you that tough love advice that someone who you have to tolerate would say to you. Um, and let's this is going to be the last one just because this, this title is so great. So good. My soul cycle instructor has to come get me out of my car, which I'm intrigued. It's good. The best podcast ever. I can never get enough of listening to it to the point where I'll stay in my car long after I've arrived wherever I'm going. The, the one where the girl slept with her boyfriend and his twin brothers is so good. My soul cycle instructor came out of the studio and told me, told me to get to class. I make everyone listen to this. If you haven't yet, you're absolutely missing out. Oh, thank you so much. That literally makes me so happy. Also, um, 
how small is your soul cycle closet? Your soul cycle instructor can like hop off the bike and be like, come over here. <laughs> Kmart 27. Mm. I mean, the t- there's two T's in Mart, so maybe it's not related to the store. The store? I don't know. Mm. But uh, thanks, guys, so much. It really does uh, make me so happy. And I love reading your reviews, especially when you say things like that. And we can know what episodes you love because, I mean, I think we all know that's definitely still to this day been... Nothing to really top that yet. I, but I don't know if it's possible. I don't think like, so Like, it's either. not like I think we've peaked. I think that, like, that is just, like, we're never going to reach that mm-hmm. without someone intentionally fucking their life up to then call us. Yeah. Like, that was just, yeah, so good you can't write it. Um, so thank you guys so much. If you haven't yet subscribed to us on iTunes, we are there. The podcast app, subscribe to us there. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, it means the world to us. You can also use the um, comment section to let us know what episode was your favorite, what guest was your one of your favorites. Um, but don't say, well, when was your least favorite? Because that's dick thing to do. And let us know what other guests you'd like to be there. Um, so thank you guys so much. And maybe if you related to any of the advice, like maybe if it's like, this really helped me specifically. Um, I would love that. So thanks, guys. And back to the episode. Okay, guys, we are back from our break. Melissa won't spill any tea. There, Sorry. I just, I want her to give me some drama and she doesn't have any. <laughs> Leave some drama in the comments below so I can Ooh. read it. <laughs> Speaking of drama, should we go on to the next call? <laughs> Hi, Megan. So I'm 18 years old and I need some advice on my mom. So my parents have been divorced for 11 years and my brother and I have lived with my mom ever since and pretty much have no relationship with my dad. So for the past 11 years, it's just been us and my mom and she's never even spoken to a boyfriend or anything. So like she's always had. And then last summer, my brother moved out, and out of nowhere, she says she has a boyfriend, but, like, I've never had a guy in my life, so she said, you know, take your time to adjust and choose an amino and everything. And then two days after this, she says, oh, he's coming for dinner, and I got, like, really upset because I feel like I wasn't ready, and she wasn't taking my feelings into consideration, and I wanted to choose an amino and everything, and she said, why can't I be happy for her? <clears throat> So anyways, he comes and ends up spending the night for literally an entire week. And they're constantly locking each other in her room, like making out in front of me, literally ignoring me. And like, I've never even seen my mom kiss anyone. And then to go to this out of nowhere was bizarre. So then she starts spending the night at his house three nights a week. Then the other nights she's at his house super late after work or he's at our house. So I don't ever get time with her, which is a big change considering it's been us for just so long. And his kids are grown, so I think she sees the freedom he has and feels like I'm old enough that she doesn't need to be a parent to me even more, anymore, even though I barely just graduated high school and still live at home, and she's, like, the only parent I have, so I have another option. And I've tried expressing to her how I feel, and she just makes me feel like I'm a burden on her life, even though at this point in my life she's still supposed to be a full-time parent. And it's, like, the set schedule they have together. And I'm barely a part of it. And if I try to do anything with her, she acts like I'm interrupting them. And I'm 18 years old. Why do I need to spend time with my mom? And um, I don't know. So this whole situation ruined my entire last year of high school. And now next week, we're moving tours away from where we've lived our whole lives to be closer to him. So they're going to be together even more. And then in two months, less than two months, I'm moving four hours away to college. And, like, I just want to spend time with her before I go to school. But... She is so invested in him, and it just kills me because I see all my friends' moms, like, wanting to spend time with them since we're about to leave, and she could just care less. And any time I talk to her, I'm the selfish one, and she says she sacrificed so much of her life for me, but I feel like it's not asking much considering she's going to have the rest of her life to spend with him. And all I wanted is this few more months before college to spend with her, but she's so obsessed with him that I can't get through to her about how I feel without her being angry. And I feel like this is just going to ruin our relationship long term. And I just need the advice. Sorry, I'm rambling. Um, do you have anything you want to start with? Yeah, I guess the main thing. I mean, I have so many things. Yeah. But the main thing that I didn't. I mean, like I come from a divorced parents. Yeah. Uh, I was seven. So the mm-hmm. same. She's 18. They've yeah. been divorced for 11 years. So I'm in the same boat for sure. Lived with my mom. Um, My dad is still part of my life, but not anywhere near my mom. Yeah. I, have, I guess I have two things. 18, I moved out across the country. Yeah. And, or across the state and then to the country. So it's like you are an adult and your mom isn't supposed to be doing anything at this mm-hmm. point in time. A hundred years ago, people were married at 18. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with that. I think also I, 
I think like there people aren't like people can do shitty things that hurt your feelings that doesn't make them bad people. But you at a certain point have to not necessarily like assume you have to assume responsibility of your own feelings. Yeah. And if you're not getting what you want, you need to g- drop it and mm-hmm. find other ways to make you happy because like you're just harming yourself. If you're spending all of this time being like, no, I really want, like, I see how like my, the, all my other friends, moms, like spend time with them. And I want that. And I want that. You gotta like, right now you're not going to get that. Yeah. And it's really crystal clear. And so you need to find a way to source happiness from somebody besides her. And that's something that you're going to have to learn in college in general, like mm-hmm. is being away from the things and the people that you know, and that have like, you've spent all this time with and you also just kind of like, she needs to do, she needs to do her life. And like, sure. Telling you that you're a burden and like all of she this tell stuff. Her she, well, she said, like, she, did she say she, she said she feels like, a okay. Burden. So she feels like, like she's being, <laughs> like, maybe I'm projecting, um, <laughs> but she like, fe- like she feels like you're, you feel like you're be- like being a burden and that this is like her most important thing and everything right now. And like, not that I'm saying like cut your losses with your mom, but like, <laughs> At a certain point, like this is like, this is what's happening. It's been going on for a year. And you say this has ruined your entire senior year of high school. And now you're, you want this to change for the summer. It's like, this is such a blip in your, the whole fucking scheme of your life. Like this is what, it was one school year and one summer. And you're just, you're trying to break down a wall or trying to get something that is, does not want to be gotten right now. Right. And it's exactly what you said. It's like, if you can't change it, change your perspective. Yeah. And like you, cause you're putting yourself in this turmoil. I do see where she's coming from. Cause it's like her last summer before college. Yeah. But like you said, you're going to be away. You have to figure out how to be on your mm-hmm. own. And it guess it does suck that like now all of a sudden this dude is in your life and you're just yeah. like, what happened? But also you have to grow up at some point too. And your mom probably waited until you were old enough mm-hmm. to yeah. do this like she sacrificed even more for you and like it does seem like it's a little bit imbalanced and maybe you should just be a little bit nicer and more concerning of her feelings too it's not just about you well she definitely also didn't go about it in the right way like telling you that like hey yeah I started dating somebody whenever you're comfortable with it and then being like he's gonna come over tomorrow night and he's gonna stay for a week like (laughs) she definitely didn't do the best like this didn't go about it in the best possible way but from there, like exactly like you're saying, like you can't change this and you've tried. And also as much as like we are the leads in our own movies, you cannot cast other people to do what you want them to do. Yeah, yeah. So like you want your last summer to be with like you and your mom and that's not what she wants, which sucks. And you're totally rightfully feeling like that sucks sure. and that's not fair because this is a new guy and you've been her daughter forever um, or not forever, for but for, for, her, for, her, for yeah. her personal ever. Um, <laughs> But you can't, if that's not what she wants, you're not going to even be able to get her to be an unwilling participant in that. Like she's going to make her own choices as an adult. And as an 18 year old, you are also technically also an adult. Mm -hmm. And while she's going about it in like a not super like emotionally comforting way and sensitive way, you can't change that. That's what she's going to do. And if this hurts you, it's your responsibility to step away from that situation. It's not her responsibility to fix it. Yep. Like your feelings are your responsibility. And yes, she's like hurt them and caused you all of these feelings. But at a certain point, you either need to be like, you know what? I'm either being too sensitive and I'm going to suck it up and hang out with both of them because I want to spend time with her so badly. Or this is so not what I want. This makes me really uncomfortable and sad enough that I need to step away from the situation. So you need to choose. You need to participate in whatever she's giving. You need to take what she's giving you. And if you don't want to do that because that hurts too much, totally fine. Mm -hmm. But then you need to move, step away from it and do your own thing. You can't just try and like change you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you can't change the course of what's going to happen. Um, and yeah, I think like you're, you're rightfully feeling neglected and all of that stuff. And I think all of the hurt here is totally valid. And she's definitely at fault for not yeah. d- d- treating this as gently as possible, but it but, happens. Like you can't yeah. really change you, it. They, shit happens. They've been together a year too. So it's not like yeah, it's right. just out of the blue. They've been together for a year. Mm-hmm. Also, you can't be mad at her for wanting to move two hours closer to him mm-hmm. when she has a house by herself. And now you're, moving, you're to moving to college right. and your brother's gone. So she's in love. Let her be in love yeah. and 
move and have this next phase in her life. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's yeah. like she's not just your mom. She's mm-hmm. a person too. Yeah. Like she has needs and all of those other things. And uh, if anybody can make faults and anybody can like hurt people and do things like that. And yeah, I don't think she went about it in the best way. I agree. But it's the same thing of being like I always feel like you. What, however you feel, you have to feel that, but then you also have to like make actions to change that. Like if you feel hurt, you must feel hurt enough to step out of the situation or you don't feel that hurt and then you can deal with the situation. Yeah. Like you can't complain about something and just want it to change to one thing. Like you got to just pick a side and figure that out. Because like you said, it's been a, it's been a whole year of Mm -hmm. this. Yeah. And also the fantasy idea that I, I, the fantasy idea that like this was this last summer with you and your mom and everything like that I, to me that just screams also you really need to focus on independence and 100 percent and not there's a lot of projecting of seeing your friends family lives as something that's like great and wonderful and fantastic and you really don't know what everybody else is dealing with and what everybody else is going through and the only thing that you can control is your feelings and your actions and so you need to prioritize your happiness. And even though it's not what you originally, what you think is going to make you the most happy, go to option B, go to whatever you think is like, well, what can I do with the cards I've been dealt right, right. now and figure out how to make happiness from that? Because that thing that I want is unattainable. And also it, it's just not going to, it's just not going to happen. So you have to combat it from a different tactic of your happiness, not a different tactic to get her to do what you want her to do. Yeah. I think if you want to spend a little bit more time with her too, and she's engulfed in this new man, well, I guess not new. He's been here for a while. He's established. I feel like you could like set up mom and daughter dates for like the remainder of time that you're here before college. Like every like Saturday, go get your nails done with her or something. Spend, get lunch with her when Mm -hmm. it's in the daytime because then she'll be with this guy at night and just get as much as you can out of it. If that's what you truly want because it's either you really want that and you feel- Or you want to win. (laughs) Yeah, or you want to just be the one that stands the longest. Mm -hmm. And like, what's the point in that? Because that at that point, you are taking away your mom's happiness. You're being yeah. selfish if that's your main motive. I think it is too. And also going away to college, I think there, you, there need, I think you should also think about it in the way of now there is somebody out there who is your mom loves and cares about and someone cares about her when you go away to college. Mm-hmm. Like your mom is, yeah. you don't have to think about the idea of your mom being alone in the house by herself and like, you have a shitty dad who's not in the picture and like your brother's gone and like there's, right. she's empty nesting, like beyond belief. Now you can go to wait. If you can try and trick yourself or not trick yourself, realize and thinking about it of, Oh, as much as this sucks for my last summer for the next four, like my mom potentially has happiness for the next four years that yeah. I don't feel a responsibility yeah. or a guilt of going and pursuing like higher education at the expense of like my mom's happiness. A hundred percent. So yeah. she's able to find happiness in other things. And you'll also find when you go to college too, you'll be like, Oh shit, I'm happy. And I don't have to like be worried about calling her all the time and like worrying how she's doing. Yeah. She's doing fine. Somebody cares about her. I'm going to be doing fine. Like, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. try to reframe your perspective. Yeah. I agree. That's what I would do. Yeah. On to the next one. My name is and I need some advice regarding my roommate and friend. I will call her Jay. Jay is 25, and so am I. Um, first, a little background information. Jay suffers from severe depression. She does take medication, and she sees a therapist regularly. She lives with my sister and I and takes classes online. She doesn't have a job and uses her free time to do her online classes and spend time with her boyfriend. I have been concerned about her drinking habits for a while now. She drinks alone a lot and frequently. And when she does drink, she drinks a lot. She drinks an entire bottle of wine in one night. She even buys boxes of wine and she can finish those in just a couple of days. Um, her boyfriend also seems concerned about her drinking habits, but he doesn't think that he should do anything about it. And he thinks that it's best to let her figure it out on her own. But I'm struggling to figure out the right thing to do. I don't know if I should just let her be because it's her life and she can do what she wants. Or I have an obligation to do something because I'm her friend and her roommate. And I'm one of the only people that knows the full extent of what's going on. She has a lot of symptoms of alcoholism. She isolates herself in her room. She doesn't leave the house much. She blacks out and doesn't remember things she said. Her mood goes up and down, and sometimes she drinks and is goofy and funny, and other times she has a complete meltdown and she cries. 
and can't seem to get a hold of her emotions. At this point, any advice that you could give me would be wonderful because I don't even know what the next step for me to take is. If I should just leave it go or if I should talk to her or if I should go as far as to maybe tell someone in her family that really can, that to help her. Ay-ay-ay. Um, okay. I wish I had good advice. Uh, yeah, same. Like, so, uh... One of my, uh, what got, I'm not going to give it timelines. So people don't figure out that I'm talking about them because there's a lot of addicts in my yep. life. Could be like, which one is me? <laughs> um, I dated uh, a guy that I was pretty sure uh, had a drinking problem. And I confronted him with another one, uh, weirdly enough, like his ex girlfriend and I okay. ended up like becoming friends because like we would all go to parties together. And her and I were always like friendly. She was dating another one of my friends. They had like dated previous to us. Um, and, we, she had made some like offhand kind of like joking comment about him drinking. And I was kind of like, yeah. And we both kind of talked about it and we, we approached him, which I mean, granted, probably not great to have like your girlfriend and your ex-girlfriend do that. <laughs> In um, any setting. Yeah. And it didn't go well. Sure. Um, they're like, we were also super young and there was like, it was just one of those things that I felt like similar to how she's feeling. I felt like I had to say something that it was like my responsibility because I also felt like because similar to a roommate situation, I was, his I was seeing him the most. Sure. So it was like, anybody else could have been like, oh, this is an isolated incident or this is like when I see them. But I'm like, no, I like, I'm with you enough to know that this is something like serious, more serious. And he was like, oh no, I'm good and brushed it off and nothing changed. Um, and we ended up like breaking up for different reasons. But I mean, there wasn't, I've also had it like happen with like friends before where I've done the thing of like reaching out to like a parent and have it completely backfire. Um, right. I think the best, like I, my advice and like the best thing I would say to do um, is I think like, <sighs> you have to think about her and not your friendship and like her well-being and not like the longevity of like your guys's relationship and if you're concerned about her like physical well-being and like all of that that's the time when you have to be like okay well this might fuck up our friendship forever yeah she might move out this might be terrible but like as another human, I need, I need to like say something because I'm concerned about her and I would have you and your sister sit down with her and her boyfriend. I would all of you guys do it and have it come from like the people who care and love about you. Um, addicts can be really angry and like feel very defensive. And so I think it's like, know that it might completely backfire and she might move out and never talk to you guys ever again. And, but I think you're right in the sense of, um, it's also, I think a huge, not necessarily like, a, like uh, addiction's a disease, but also there's a point when someone can be having, uh, might not necessarily be like a full blown alcoholic, but they're having like addictive tendencies in which sometimes people are incredibly depressed and dealing with things like that. And they want somebody to notice and right. they desperately want somebody to say something. Mm -hmm. And so much of the time when I'm feeling really depressed and I'm like, if like, if nobody says something, I'm like, Oh, you don't care about me. Right. Which is not necessarily the case. You just might feel awkward and don't know how to bring it up. But if you can, she might be feeling really isolated and alone and acting out mm -hmm. in hopes that somebody notices. So she can be like, Oh, someone does care about me. Right. And say, and, and approach her with that. And if it doesn't go well, I think you can reach out to a family member and just say, I've been really concerned. I brought it up with her. I'm not sure what else to do. Um, I, and I, I did this before with not alcohol, but with a friend that I had that was like, just not like, she was just super unstable and sure. it was like very scary. And we told her parents after we confronted her about it and her parents like blindly defended her left and right, left and right. And then three years later, like pulled yeah. her out of college and like, had we're like okay we have to figure out the situation so it might not doing this might not change the course immediately right now mm -hmm. but at least plant the seed in her head of being like we love you and we care about you and we're concerned about you how are you doing yeah how can we help you um and then if that doesn't work plant the seed in her parents brain so they know even if they don't like hear you right now if something happens later on or anything like that they know like in the back of their head oh we've heard this before yeah we know we know if there's something to look out for I, that's what I would say. I think like it super sucks 
And it's like a very scary thing. And also, I mean, I'm very scary to see people who can go from being like, totally understand like the happy drunk, to like the really angry one. You don't yeah. want to deal with that. But I think, um, yeah, I think if you can all band together, that's what I would say. That's great advice. Cause I've never dealt with any sort yeah. of out. like I, I've got friends that drink way more than I do and but like they're all fine so like I'm not yeah. really sure how to deal with someone that drinks a lot and is also not fine because on, I've got friends that drink a lot and I have friends that are very depressed but none of them mix yeah so it like I know how to handle the the ones that drink a lot but in the depression ones it's I understand that a little bit more because like I I feel like I can understand from yeah. like when sometimes you just feel like there's no like you, have you ever this is going to be a little bit of a weird analogy but have you ever been swimming in a pool and then someone's <laughs> I got <laughs> stuck in a wave pool underneath an inner tube one time which I'm like no, that's, yes. the press that's like. no that's what I'm yeah. doing yeah. yeah when you're like you're trying to hold your breath for as long as you can and then you're like wow it's been a long time and I'm gonna die yep okay I'm ready to come up and then you come up for air, but like the way, when you come up, someone's on a floaty yep. right where you mm -hmm. want to come up. And you're like, oh my God, I actually yes. am going to die. I actually am going to die. That's what depression feels like. Yeah. So I understand like feeling like you'll never get out of it. Mm -hmm. So coming from a place of that, like you can approach her in a, in a scenario where it's like, uh, opening up to see how she feels mm -hmm. because a lot of times it is maybe a cry for help. And a lot of times people don't want to put their feelings on you. Like if I'm having a depressive episode, I don't want to come to you and be like, yeah. I'm feeling bad because then I feel like a burden. Mm -hmm. So, and I know a lot of people feel like that. So with, I'll, t I'll let you take all the alcohol thing. Cause like, <laughs> I truly don't know. Yeah. Like I literally me would go like how to deal with this on Google. Yeah. So like, I trust you if you've been through that, yeah, but like, I can't give advice on that. There's also no, and everybody's different and there's no like right way to go about it because yeah. like it's, it's a, it's a disease and it's something that like you can't, you can be empath, like you can see it and like feel, be affected by it, but like you're never as a loved one surrounding by it. You're never going to be plagued with that. It's literally like, it's a disease. It's something that can't. Mm -hmm. you're never going to be able to understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, the government has a program called the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. They have a national hotline, 1-800-662-HELP. Um, and so they'll give you uh, information about how to get treatment referrals and um, services for individuals and families facing mental and or substance use disorders. Yeah. So they've got a lot of information on their website if you want to check it out and they can give you information and um, ways to go about helping her too. I wish That's she great. could tell her therapist, but like you can't, can you? No. Right. And she won't even, probably won't even know mm -hmm. that. Yeah. She but yeah, wouldn't. that's like what. I don't know that like, I think I'm, I'm a firm believer, like not to like just restate it all again, but I think very much of, uh, when you, when you see, when you see, obviously when you see something, say something, but you have a responsibility like as a friend and a fellow human. Right. And then also once you've done that, not that the burden's on you anyways, but when you've done your part there, your next possible, then the next step in that is letting somebody else know who has more power over the situation. And that's a family member. Um, and so I think that would be the course of action. And I would also honestly, maybe even if she's really receptive to this, like alcoholism and substance abuse is a really serious thing that even if she's receptive to it and it's like, great, I'm not going to do that. Thank you. You're right. I was just like a cry for help. Like I need to get my shit together. I'm going to talk to my therapist. I would also then still probably tell her parents just so yeah, there's relapse. more people can hold her accountable because I think that's the biggest thing. And the biggest struggle with you when you're going through anything, mm -hmm. you keep so much of it inside because you don't want people to know what you're struggling with. But as soon as you let someone know, yeah. it's a terrifying thing that now other people will see like trigger warnings and things that are happening of being like, mm -hmm. oh no, they're going to call you out. They're going to hold you accountable for something that you said you're going to work on. Yeah. And it's no longer like a demon that you can hide and get away with on your own. And so I think- the more, not like, I think the more people in her life, family, just the family and you guys who are looking out for her and looking out for those signs, I think it'll also hopefully make her, um, A, make her feel really loved and feel like yeah. uh, her life is, it's obviously a very dark thing to be in a place where you don't really have value in your own life, but telling other people that they really value you mm -hmm. and they really want what's best, like you to be happy and healthy because you add to their lives. Um, but then also- yeah, I think it might just also help her um, 
not want to do those things because she's like, fuck, I'm going to get caught because these people now know. So. Yeah. Oh, but it's rough. And uh, I hope it all goes well. Yeah. I'm sorry. And we'll link the number, right? Can mm-hmm. we, we can do we'll that. We'll put it or, in the show You notes. can't link a number, but yeah. Okay, guys, it's time for Producers Corner where uh, we either have, picked by the lovely Melissa, we either have a callback of somebody updating us, like a previous caller giving us an update, or we have somebody calling in to give their advice on a different call that Ooh. maybe potentially I knew nothing about. So is this one about a cruise ship? I feel like no. we've had- I know there's dude, been a we've lot had of- five cruises in a row. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is uh, different. It's not a callback oh, or advice. This is someone calling- Is it a with- monologue? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically it would yeah, be because it's just true. them talking. But uh, they're calling to share some insight on something. So I'll just oh, no. play it. Is this a penis thing? It is a penis <gasps> thing. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Is it a ripped penis thing? Ripped uh, in the in the yeah. You know penises can rip. You know vaginas can rip penises. This is why foreplay is so important, men. Oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> Hi, Megan. I am a 24 year old girl. Sorry, crazy. Um, anyways, and I was just listening to the episode with Melvin on it and I got to the circumcision part and I would like to say that I've been having sex for a good while but uh, and you're gonna totally make fun of that but how I said it but you know I'm experienced and my boyfriend that I'm with right now for the past five years is the only man I've had sex with (laughs) with an uncircumcised dick and it is so much better because there's no chafing. Like, I'm TMI, but <laughs> I have a very um, dry vagina, so I need lube. But, so, I, anyway, uh, so his foreskin being able to move is a lot more pleasurable to me. And I really don't like using dildos because there's no, uh, it's really more chafing. I mean, I have to use a lot of lube, so I'd just like to say that for me, uncircumcised dicks are a much better option. Not circumcising, uh, shaming, but for me personally, I like a good uh, uncircumcised dick. Oh my god! I don't know why her, like, her voice just kills me. Like nothing wrong with your voice. It's just like it's very like was raspy and sexy. And I just love an uncircumcised dick. It's There's also like, a lot of pausing. Yeah. yeah, it was like, are you having sex right yeah, now? Yeah, I think she was like, I think she was like, she's masturbating as the call. <laughs> oh wow! Um, I'm. So happy for you. Cool, cool. Like, Love that. Go for it. Great. Awesome. Um, I've also never heard the word chafing so much in like <laughs> in terms of like a vagina and sex. I only think of that with like thighs. Yeah. So I'm like chafing. I just think of like a rug burn. Um, so I mean it's like naturally ribbed for her pleasure. Ew. Oh my god. Have you been sitting on that I one? Just on it <laughs> Gosh. I mean, like, yeah, I'm Woohoo! I get it. So I mean, like stoked. Yeah, it's stoked. But as we have learned, Mm. what have we learned? You gotta lube it up, or it's gonna rip. Yeah, no matter what. You you have to. You have to, guys. That's clearly what we've learned. We've had five people call in, and I've had multiple DMs of girls being like, "This has happened to me." If you, if I, I mean, this, it's just fucking science. Friction. Yeah. What? what, My thing is. it's a guy being like, you're ready for this, right? No. Exactly. That's why I'm like, we need to focus on females being ready and willing and able to take a dick. You can't just like. it's bi- We're biologically closed until literally. we're open. Yes. Yes. No, completely. It's not like I walk around just like, nah, I'm wet and ready to fucking go. Like, you can't. No. no. You can't. Be respectful. Yes. Be respectful. And <laughs> to also, biology. Think about it. Like, think about it in the sense now, if there's any men watching or any girls who are listening who can then tell their boyfriend of being being like the outcome well might be like slightly uncomfortable for a girl at the beginning results in a fucking ripped penis for the guy with a ton of blood so much blood apparently weeks, that's disgusting yeah and weeks, weeks of not months. being a, being mm-hmm. able to have sex I'm and hot. scarred for life like yeah. just faint because we've had a lot of so guys gross. that have been like mentally scarred that they don't want to have, have sex, sex. 
But isn't it their fault in the beginning? It is, but, me, oh, but I mean, you know men. They're like, <laughs> this. I did this thing and it is my fault, but I yeah. am upset and angry at you. and Or ashamed. And Yeah, you should for, be ashamed. For her, she's like, <laughs> likes it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wait, she likes I'm just saying. The dry? She, she, she likes his, his uncircumcised penis oh, well, because yeah. it can get into her dryness and not chafe. Yeah, I think you gotta like you could, drink more water, girl. For, drink more water. Well, might be, and you there's might also, have a medical yeah, condition. Yeah, and there's too. medications oh, too that yeah. could make you not as ready to go down there. But I mean, for the safety of his penis, the penis you love so much that di- that uncut dick you love, you not lube it up for both of you for, for for the ease of you and also for like preserving that dick. Preserving, preserve that dick. I think I'm just like mummified dicks. Oh wow! Well, I'm really happy for you that you're loving sex. Um, <laughs> I just like do like live your best life. This is really exciting. I just also love how positive our call, our calls have been about like cut dicks and uncut dicks, and it's just love this a bunch of girls just talking about like circumcision and probably like, every other guy who's like sleeping with these girls. Like, right. can you not talk about my dick? Yeah, on a podcast? <laughs> which I like. So, um, yeah, stay safe, guys. Stay safe. Also, don't get pregnant. What are the other ones? Do you have a couple more? I know. But I mean, she's having sex with one person. So yeah, I feel like the true. STD so you, thing is solid. Yep, you're already. Um, you're don't already. get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, don't get roofied in general. I think that's good. But I mean, she's also talking about like, she likes it because I don't, I mean, the, to me, it sounds like he's not wearing a condom. Yeah. So yeah. that's why oh, she will be able to fill yeah. it mm-hmm. moving up and down. Yeah. It sounded more like a PSA of like, this is what you should do, right? She wasn't yeah. asking anything. She was telling us. She's just, she no, just showing a story. She just loves the uncut cool, dick cool. she's got and she just wanted to share. Right. And let everybody know that she's getting that good dick. Wait, what was the, what was the other one? The dick appointment. Uh, the, uh, uh, fuck. Uh, we've had dication. Yeah. We've had. An appointment for that appointment. good dick. Yeah. A good dick. Of, oh, there's fuck. there's one that really would fit right yeah. here. Mm. Fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Fuck, whatever, guys. There's been a lot of those. Um, well, yeah, shit. She's dickmatized. She's. Dick- <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh, I love it. Um, well, on that note, um, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I like want to apologize for being like this wasn't like a heartfelt ending of the call, like ending of all <laughs> for of this. Somebody, it probably for somebody, is. this touched them. Yeah, yeah, oh, it did. It did. Yeah. It did. Okay, so many innuendos about other people's sex lives. Well, thank you so much for Megan for being on the podcast. Of course, thank you. <laughs> Where can people check you out on the internet? Oh, uh, at Megan Batoon on everything, and I also have an advice podcast called Just a Tip. Just oh, you so should funny. be on. Yeah, I, it is. I think uh, I'm gonna come on. Oh my god! Mm, 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 mm. So into it. If you guys met, that's dance moves on YouTube. Which, by the way, again, if you're still listening, um, go uh, watch on YouTube if you want to see uh, yeah. us and our matching buns and everything like that. What else? Any other other things we've talked about? No. Our socials are down below. Everybody, mm-hmm. check us all out. Che- literally, check me out. <laughs> I haven't washed my hair since Saturday. Uh, and great cool so um, yeah leave us a review on iTunes mm. um, do that love that big fan of that and uh, if you guys have any calls or any advice that you need call us at 310-694-0976 if you're a previous caller with an interesting callback or an update to a story would love to hear if you're getting that good dick and just like want to share sure call us and international listeners you can email a audio file to meganpodcast at gmail.com and if you want to figure out where else to listen and subscribe if you're watching don't blame me dot show and uh see you next week goodbye bye don't blame me is a production by me produced directed and edited by melissa demons post-production sound by chris henry production assistant julie carley and music by giacomo picasso and ryan hunter I'll see you guys next week. And don't blame me if your life, you know, completely fucks up before then. (laughs) Oh.